a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Have you completely dedicated every part of yourself to it? And I said, well, what's the answer? And she says, that's the trouble. The answer is always no. I said, well, let's ask the question a different way. Has Jesus given everything for you? Has he dedicated his whole life to you? Has he invited you into his heart? And the answer to that is a glorious and gracious and conscious, freeing, comforting yes. Uh, only then we, we hear the gospel, that Jesus Christ came to earth, uh, was born of a Virgin Mary, lived a perfect life uh, in our place, and died the death that we deserved, took on the full wrath of God. All that was done for us so that we could be called righteous and holy in the eyes of God. That's not going to help with the who wants to date a seminarian hotline right there. <laughs> Welcome to Table Talk Radio here with Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. I'm Evan Gigline. Pastor, how are you doing today? I think it's great how that bump includes the who wants to date a seminarian hotline joke. Yeah, every I need time, to, every I need show. to change those. <laughs> Which reminds up. me, I next next uh, show, I I would think we really should play this game. Who wants to date a uh, seminarian? Come uh, on. Or, or really, who wants to date a vicar? So all, for all you single ladies out there that are listening, uh, and you're interested ladies, in winning a ladies. date, <laughs> and if you're between the age of 25 and 75, uh, <laughs> if you could send your application to me at prbw at tabletalkradio.org for the game Who Wants to Date a Seminarian? And I'll be accepting these applications this week, and, and we'll play the game next week. I just want to know a couple things from you. Uh, the one is uh, what what version of the Bible you read, uh, NIV or ESV or Greek. New King James or right, Greek and Hebrew, and uh, if you are or are planning on being a deaconess, uh, yes or no, uh, deaconess question. So if you could just let me know those two pieces of information, and I'll I'll sort through the applications, and we'll get it going next week, huh? Yeah, yeah. so just send him the, uh, the application to his email, pastor at tabletalkradio.org. No. P-R-B-W, Pastor Brian Wolfman, P-R-B-W at tabletalkradio.org. Can we get on with the rest of our show? I now? don't know. I'm gonna have to get someone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get someone to help me sort through all these applications. Yeah, but, people okay. clamoring to get on the show. To so I'm sure you didn't tune into Table Talk Radio to hear this, uh, but we do have a, a real <laughs> show in store for you. Uh, later, we're gonna be talking with Chris Roseboro, and uh, we're gonna having our. Uh, I think this is an annual tradition here at Table Talk Radio now. Our second annual idolatry award show. That is right. And, you know, we uh, Chris has this this uh, spiritual gift of of waving through all this uh, Christian junk that comes out. And uh, we like to take a little time on Table Talk Radio to discuss it with them, and that's what we're doing today. Uh, but first, we have to do some buzzwords, and we have uh, an email we want to get to. So, uh, Pastor, the, the theological buzzword I have for you is Septuagint. And this Septu- nice. is the uh, Greek translation of the Old Testament, uh, used uh, by, by Paul in many cases and used at the time of Jesus. Uh, it's sometimes abbreviated uh, LXX, the Roman numeral 70, uh, because uh, it's been said that 70 different scholars uh, worked on this. Now, I think there's a little bit of a legend crept up. I like to get your opinion on this, Pastor. I think a little bit of a legend crept up saying that 70 scholars interpreted this independently, and they came together and had the exact same translation. 
Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's that that is the tradition. I don't know how true it is or not. Uh, um, they, it's seemingly this, this translation happened in North Africa, right? Uh, and it happened um, long before the time of Jesus, uh, 300 years or so BC. Although maybe even the date of this thing is um, is a, a matter of legend as well. But uh, you can there's a there's a number of different versions of the Septuagint, and you can see that they get more and more divergent. Um, the farther and farther they get from the books of Moses. So if you're looking at the Septuagint for uh, the 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 Torah, it's it's pretty consistent from my understanding. But then when you get into the histories and the and the prophets, uh, it, it begins to become more divergent. So really, what we ought to understand from the Septuagint is simply a class of translation. It's a Greek translation. It's an ancient Greek translation of the Old Testament. So just like we have our English translations of the Bible, and and yet they're different. So th- th- you have a number of different Jewish, uh, I mean Greek translations uh, uh, of the Septuagint as well. See, very good. Uh, all right, well let's. Oh, you have a you have a buzzword for me, don't you? Yes, my uh, mine for you is the word in in honor of our idolatry award show. Simply the word idolatry. All right. Idolatry, which now you can mean two things from idolatry. And this is very good to think about this. Uh, Idolatry can be the worship of a false god. Uh, So that's one form of idolatry, to worship a false god. Another form of idolatry, though, is false worship of the true god. So you can try to be worshiping the true god in a false way. And that's also idolatry. Uh, in the Old Testament, this is maybe the bulk of the idolatry. I mean, the people said they were worshiping the Lord, but they were worshiping him in ways that he had not approved, in places that he had not authorized, uh, with sacrifices that he hadn't instituted. So so worship of a false god or false worship of the true god. So you think when um, we do the idolatry award show, I'm going to have a hard time getting that word in? <laughs> I'm not going to give you points for that one. Well, no, I was I'm trying. I was just saying. Yeah. Okay, well, we're, fair enough. Well, we have an email to get to, uh, and and this email was sent to you, Pastor. So uh, I think you sent it to me. Oh, but why don't you go ahead and read this for me? Dear Table Talk Radio, greetings from South Korea. Now I'd just like to pause a minute here uh, and give greetings back to all of our South Korean listeners. We're glad you are all listening <laughs> this in is South the Korea. Only one. <laughs> I think, how many countries have we counted now in our roll call? Something like six different countries around the world? I didn't even know. We, we have as many countries listening as we do have listeners. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> we have one listener in each of these six countries. Uh, here, here, the email continues. I can't tell you how much a program and fighting for the faith have changed my life. I'm a hardcore five-point tulip. Uh, that's the Calvinist, you know. You want to do the tulip for us? Oh, gosh. Okay. The T is total depravity. U is unconditional grace. L is limited atonement. Uncondition, unconditional election. Oh, I'm sorry. Unconditional election. Um, I is irresistible grace. And P is yep. uh, perseverance of the saints. Right. Okay. Right. Fighting for the faith has taught me so much about preaching. I notice a difference when I preach and people around me can see the difference. I'm much more careful with what I do with the law and the gospel. However, the, the writer continues, it's your show that's really messing up my life right now. I used to listen <laughs> to praise music, and while I hated most of it, I could never express why with any degree of clarity. Now I have a weapon in my hands, and it's taking much more effort not to get up and leave until the music is over. He's talking, of course, about the, uh, the world-famous praise song cruncher. World I famous. can't do that, That's he right. continues. World famous. This is South Korea. 
praise song cruncher in South Korea. I make and run the PowerPoints, he says, for the worship service. Whoops. I usually have earphones on in my computer, and while, and while I'm changing the slides, I'm listening to hymns. Now, that's a good strategy. That's undercover <laughs> undercover hymn listening. I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, don't tell anyone, it says. They think I'm only using the earplugs to drown out the drums. <laughs> this is classic. He says, I'm an English professor, not a preacher, but I preach on rare occasions. I've taken the praise song cruncher and uploaded it to the church blog for the first of the year, and I plan to run praise songs through the praise cruncher each week. I've modified it somewhat, so I need to ask permission and forgiveness, both for putting it up and modifying it. I've kept all your remarks intact with along all the links to the praise song cruncher, Table Talk Radio, and how to listen to the podcast. Uh, so that, thank you very much uh, f- from uh, South Korea for this letter. Uh, and, and by the way, you have our permission, and you need no uh, absolution. You don't need any forgiveness for this. You have our permission to use the Praise Song Cruncher in whatever way fits best the context where you are. Uh, all the stuff that we do here on the show, I mean, Evan, I'm sure feels the same way that I do, is we, we are throwing this out here, there for the use of the church, and uh, we don't need... Uh, if you want to blame us for it, that's fine, but you don't need to give us credit for anything. Just use it uh, uh, to, to get the Scripture and the Gospel out there. Right. Okay, with about uh, two minutes here, uh, do, you, do you have any uh, further expanse on the, the praise song cruncher and how it can be used in that capacity? Well, here, let's take a—Keith, uh, who wrote the letter here, let's look at how he worked out the uh, criteria. Uh, the first one, he says, is Scripture. Is the song purely scriptural, like a psalm or another passage of the Scripture, like a canticle? Or does it contain biblical phrases? Or is Scripture absent from the song? That's good, to judge the Scripture content. Uh, the second is a, off of that is the Scripture being used in the proper context, or the phrases simply strung together to create subjective ideas. If an, here's another great question. If a non-Christian came and heard this song, would they understand the meaning, or is it heavenly laden with Christianese to a point that it's either meaningless to the uninitiated, or does it give the unbeliever a false understanding or assurance of security? And then down here, uh, here's another criteria he wrote, manipulation. Does the writer have God or people in mind when the song was written? Do I get the feeling that I'm being manipulated into having an emotional experience or a physical display of emotion, clapping to a good beat? Or is the song creating true, heartfelt emotions? So is the song manipulating me? This is very good uh, to reflect on the praise song cruncher. Uh, to see uh, to see what's going on there. So yeah, that's right. Well, we uh, want to continue to hear from our listeners. You can do so a few ways. You can send us a, an email. You know, if you send us an email at this address, questions at tabletalkradio.org, it sends it to both uh, Pastor Wolfmiller and myself. So that might be the best way. Questions at tabletalkradio.org, uh, or call us on our our toll free listener response line eight six six eight five one five five two three. Uh, and uh, if you have uh, applications uh, for the, the seminary and thing, is applications at tabletalkradio.org. <laughs> or, or you could also do it at spam at tabletalkradio.org. Oh, <laughs> PRBW at tabletalkradio.org. Also, if you visit our website, you can find the Praise Song Cruncher there, the criteria for discerning the usefulness of a praise song, and you can uh, check it out and do your own rewrite of the thing. There it is. All right. We'll be right back for more Table Talk Radio with Chris Roseborough. Don't go away. And it always goes on and on and on and on and on. On and on and on and on and on it goes. If you 
not easily embarrassed? Tell your friends about Table Talk Radio. Well, they took some honey from a tree, dressed it up and they called it me. Everybody's trying to be my baby. Everybody's trying to be my baby. Everybody's trying to be my baby now. I woke up last night, half past four, 15 women knocking at my door. Everybody's Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are doing the Idolatry Awards show, and our special guest for this is Chris Roseborough. He's a captain of Pirate Christian Radio, host of the internet radio program Fighting for the Faith, but also the curator of the Museum Museum of Idolatry. Uh, Chris Roseborough, welcome to Table Talk Radio. Thanks for having me back on. Those are some dubious titles that you did. <laughs> For a dubious man. That's right. Okay. Well, uh, this is th- we did this last year, uh, where we okay. where we pick a, a few categories from your museum of idolatry. Uh, I think on the on the the list today we have the worst Christian catchphrase, uh, the worst Christian marketing scheme, worst sermon series, and the worst interpretation of Bible passages. And last but not least, the all famous Jesus junk. Oh yeah. So how this works, Pastor Wolfman and I both have uh, entries for these categories, and uh, we're going to throw them at you, and you kind of talk about them a little bit, and then uh, give us the the best, and by best we mean worse. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the, the, the Christian catchphrase that I have for you is, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's wrong with that, Evan? Uh, well, let's ask our expert guest, Chris Roseborough, to... To reflect on what's wrong with that. Well, it doesn't tell me anything. I mean, I have, I have a relationship with you guys, okay? And um, I, I, you know, I, personally, I don't think Wolf Mueller looks good in lipstick, so it's not that kind of relationship. But here's the, it doesn't tell me anything <laughs> about the type of relationship that we have with God. And so it, it, it's, it just barely touches the surface as to what's really going on. In reality, we, have, we do have a relationship with God, and all of us, by nature, when we're born, that, that relationship is actually a bad one. Uh, we, are, we are sinners and actually under the wrath of God, but because of what Christ has done for us, uh, we're forgiven and redeemed. And so the true relationship that, that Christ is calling us to is one of adopted sons and daughters of God through the shed blood of Christ, but that's usually not that, what that means. When they talk about it's religion, not a relationship, they turn Jesus into your girlfriend. And I just I can't stand the whole bearded Jesus thing and the idea of French kissing him. It just doesn't go well with me. <laughs> I was looking through the Museum of Idolatry for, this, for the Jesus junk thing, and there was this uh, sweatshirt that said, Jesus is my boyfriend on there. Yeah. And, and, which and, and, is... And there's some and guy the wearing the switch. Guy wearing it. <laughs> Yeesh. All right. Here's my shadow. <laughs> my, my my catchphrase for you is: We are a holistic, incarnational community of Christ followers. <laughs> that is catchy. Yeah, it is catchy. <laughs> Do you have some kind of a, a lexicon that you could translate that for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was watching, uh, again, I was trying to get the audio of this thing from some, one of these conferences that you went to had their video on there, and it was yeah, just... Emergent, it, yeah, Christianity 2021, it was an emergent conference held in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And these, these phrases just flow out of the lips like they're saying something. Yeah. <laughs> 
Who knows what this means, though? I mean, you you uh, apparently to be hip these days, you got to make up your own words. We we you know play this game buzzwords, and I'm thinking about it to be hip and or to try to get our audience from eight to ten, maybe twenty uh, percent growth. We go for uh, is to is to just start making up words and giving my own definitions to them, and then maybe we'll be hip and cool like this: incarnational, a holistic incarnational community of Christ followers. Right. You know, here's the deal. Okay, I, I, I got it. That's an interesting buzz phrase. And I'll tell you what that reminds me of. Um, do you remember when Starbucks first came out? There, were, You know, how everyone had to go to Starbucks, and you had to learn a new language just to order a coffee. It's not like, okay, I want a cup of coffee. You have to order a Vente Sumatra decaf with uh, soy whatever, you know. You have to learn a whole new language. That's what the submergent stuff is. It's like Starbucks language. And, um, and, you know, the things that it means, I mean, they come down to basic stuff, but, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But uh, I, I always order the, the burn your mouth a lot of. Burn your mouth a lot of, yeah. Or the roast a lot of Beano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, so, all right, so now so you, now, Chris, you got to, so, so you got these two phrases and you got to. Okay. All right. So here's the deal. All right. I'll, I'll give you my judging criteria based on this. Uh, the uh, you know, it's not a religion; it's a relationship. I mean, that's been kicked around. I mean, ever since I was a kid. I mean, it's it's kind of passe. Um, but the whole missional community and all that kind of stuff—that's so hip and and right now. And I mean, it makes you sound so relevant, Brian, when I hear you say those words. So I'm going <laughs> to yeah. go with uh, I'm going to go with Brian on this one. That's ridiculous. You! Okay, 200 Shoot. points for... I'm, I, not Pastor only do Wolfner. I get 200 points, but I also get called more hip and relevant. Which is, I don't know, Table Talk Radio points are being relevant. Uh, that's a toss-up. That's, uh, both are, are wor- worthy <laughs> prizes. <laughs> both are completely meaningless. Look, the problem is, Chris, in the first segment, I, I asked our listeners, our single listeners, single lady listeners between the ages of 25 and, uh, and 75 to right. send in their application for who wants to date a vicar. Uh, and and the fact that I am the hip and relevant host, I think, is going to cause trouble. I mean, we want Evan to be the hip and relevant one uh, oh, to yes. get more applications in for this game. That right. reminds me. Uh, so, by was... the way, ladies, PRBW at tabletalkradio.org. <laughs> that reminds me, Chris. I was listening to your radio program, Fighting for the Faith, and uh, you were talking about uh, New Year's. You think you went to bed at like 10 o'clock. Is that right? Yeah. It, yeah, I... that, that's pretty pathetic. Thanks. You know, I, I, I constantly talk about the fact that I'm, I'm old and I'm experiencing decrepitude, at least the early onset of it. And that includes going to bed early. I mean, I forget partying. I mean, I'm just the most uh, unexciting person after 8 o'clock. It's not even funny. And that's 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> our, vicar, our, our vicar, on the other hand, is lively. So, so maybe if you are in the ages of 65 to 75 and you're thinking about sending in your application, <laughs> consider that that uh, Vicar Gagline did stay up till midnight. On we New have Year's now Eve. wasted more airtime talking about this. Than, oh man. Okay, category two. I'm reveling in my win, but we got to get on with it here, huh? Okay, category two um, is the worst Christian marketing ploy, and uh, my entry for this. Uh, Chris is from your website, the Museum of Idolatry, and uh, this is the uh, famous church promo um, bad used car salesman commercial. And here it is. Hi, 
name, my name Peebo Smith, and I could have went anywhere to go to church, but I came to Christ Community. I got a real dream for my spiritual need. Hey, that's right, baby. Right here at Christ Community for Easter service, we got two service times. That's 845 and 1015. You're going to look good behind the wheel on this deal. It ain't about what you're going through. It's where you're going to, baby. You don't need a waiver. You need a savior, baby. JC's the imitator. He ain't the imitator, baby. He's the originator. So don't fool with cool. The only thing we turn down right here is the covers, baby. 845, 1015. Get off the couch, baby. We'll see you there. I dare you. We ain't the bankers. Your debt's been paid. Hey! Whoa. Uh, hey. Who who feels oh. impelled to now to go to church? <laughs> oh, man. I, I, oh. <laughs> All right. What's your reaction to this? Um, um, that uh, down in the South, there may be too much inbreeding. I don't know. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's the new amen. Hey. Hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pastor, what do you have for this one? I got, uh, and you might have the audio for this one, I have the uh, Catholic priest imitating this guy on the infomercial for Sham Wow, which I like Sham Wows, by the way. You uh, do? But this is, oh, I, you have to, I have to tell you that I was, I was 16 years old and walking through the Walmart. Oh, here Evan groans because I'm telling a story. I was oh. walking through the Walmart shopping to get some camping stuff to go to Australia for the summer. I spent, go ahead. What one? I spent three months in Australia, uh, and uh, and the guy was there selling the sham. Wow. And I said, oh, this is fantastic. I don't, I won't need a towel. I'll save so much space by bringing this little sham. Wow, with me. Uh, but it lasted for about a week or so. Uh, and it's completely useless. I mean, it was shredded, and I, you know, had to take someone else's towel and cut it in half to use. Uh, but then every time I see the commercial, I think, man, I'm going to get one of those. Look how great it is. <laughs> <laughs> the commercials Blaming are so effective. But but here's the, here's the, I have the Catholic priest version of Sham Wow, which is Soul Wow. Uh, this okay. is the uh, the commercial for Soul Wow. That's coming up right now. So. Feeling lost, confused, have some things you want to get off your chest? Sure, there are thousands of products to clean your house, clothes, teeth, hair, and anything and everything else. But there is only one way to clean yourself from the inside out. Father Vic here for Soul Wow. You'll be saying wow after partaking in the Holy Sacrament of Confession this Monday, April 6th from 3 to 9 p.m. at any Roman Catholic church in Brooklyn, Queens, and Long Island. We have hundreds of priests waiting to take your confession and give you that almost baptized feeling. Nothing soothes your soul like a true confession. You following me, camera guy? And you'll be wondering how you went so long without it. So as Easter fast approaches, it's time to come clean and share in this holy sacrament. Visit soulwow.com. That's S-O-U-L-W-O-W.com. Do it today. Visit soulwow.com. This offer is free. And there you go. Soulwow.com today. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, you gotta you, you, you gotta admit it's clever and and it, you know it it somewhat kind of sort of talks about the means of grace. Get that almost baptized feeling. <laughs> That's right. Well, Chris, I'll let you take this break to consider your options for the worst Christian marketing ploy. Is it my choice of the uh, bad used car commercial uh, for church, or is it Pastor Wolfmiller's Soul Wow? We'll decide that after this break. Back for more. Table Talk Radio with Chris Roseborough of the Museum of Idolatry. Don't go away. But every once in a while, I want to talk about me, want to talk about I, want to talk about number one. Oh, my, me, my, what I think, what I like, what I know, what I want, what I see. 
Everyone's favorite critical event. Table Talk Radio will be right back. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to live my life as it should be. He taught me how to turn my cheek when people laugh at me. I've had friends before, and I can tell you that. He's one who will never leave you flat. One way to clean yourself from the inside out. Father Vic here for Soul Wow. You'll be saying wow after partaking in the Holy Sacrament of Confession this Monday, April 6th from 3 to 9 p.m. at any Roman Catholic church in Brooklyn, Queens, and Long Island. We have hundreds of priests waiting to take your confession and give you that almost baptized feeling. <laughs> All right, that's the commercial for Soul Wow. Uh, we had bumped in there with Jesus is a friend of mine. I think that was a winner from last year, um, last year's uh, Idolatry Award show. Welcome back to the, Table Talk Radio. The best stanza on that hymn is, uh, Jesus is like a mountie. He always gets his man. <laughs> you, you have that memorized, do you, Pastor? I don't, I, and what, last week you were playing I Like Big Bibles, and I apparently know all the words to that. Man. I can't, I can't get a single stanza whenever you play Don't Forget the Lyrics to Your Hymns. <laughs> With all yeah. this nonsense, we had, we had all these. Head. We had all these Luther hymns. You couldn't get any of them, but oh, you can wow. get yeah. like big Bibles. Yeah, like that, like Luther good. hymns that have just never been translated into English. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, they're Luther hymns. All right, we have Chris Roseberry on the line, and he has to decide uh, what's the winner of this category: the worst uh, marketing employees, the the cheesy used car commercial ad for a church, or is it the Soul Wow? Okay, if it's going to be based on, if the category is cheesiest, I have to go with the car one. Just woohoo! Two hundred. All right. Well, that that ties up the score then. Two hundred, two hundred. Chris, just talk a little bit about uh, just just the uh, the mindset, the idea of of marketing to get people in the church. Well, here's the deal: is that uh, uh, the American church has somehow linked itself to capitalism in such a way that we, you know, we're mimicking what's going on in the business world. And so the idea is, is that you know, we've got a product that we're supposed to be selling. You know, Jesus, apparently he's the product. And so the idea is to, is to send out messages that meet, you know, the, you know, that meet the felt needs of particular market segments so that they buy our product. This, this is a, a completely backwards approach to doing things. The reason why is because we're, we're not called to go out and market the gospel. We're called to go out and proclaim it. And we're not. In, we're in, in, it works off of this idea that if we're fishers of men, we're not fishermen by setting it, putting lures in the water, you know, of different and different kinds of bait. You know, that's their idea. They, they, it's a bait fishing model that they're using. Instead, we're called to be fishers in the sense of casting a net out, and the net is the gospel of Jesus Christ. These, these folks have got it completely backwards. We don't need to market the church. We need to proclaim the gospel. All right. The next category then to talk about for our. our idolatry award show by the way i get 500 points for using that word like 70 times and pastor not noticing it my buzzword by the way was idolatry chris so which now i'm kind of rethinking the wisdom of making that your buzzword well I, <laughs> yeah not, oh well pastor's not the brightest crayon in the box but <laughs> look you i this is pretty good because i i think i can't remember the last time you actually got one of your buzzwords <laughs> 
<laughs> so this sure, is good yeah. for you. Yeah, n- nice. Boost Kevin. your confidence for next week's show. Okay, the next category. Next week, by the way, is who wants to date a vicar? <laughs> Evan's going to be coming well, off a high. Getting he's really laying it on thick today. I don't know what's going on. Did you have a bad day yesterday or what? No, no, no. I'm serious. I'm ready to play. I'm, I got some time this year. The, uh, I mean, this week. The, the holidays are over. I'm, I can sort through all these applications I know will come in. PRBW at tabletalkradio.org. It, I wonder if people are going to be screaming to sponsor our show now after all, all this, this talk about this. We want to sponsor Table Talk Radio. Okay. I wonder if Sham Wow wants to be one of our sponsors. <laughs> Yeah, we'll run that ad during the during the break. Okay, the next category is the worst sermon series, and uh, the one that I have isn't so much a, a sermon series per se, uh, as much as it is uh, uh, Brian McLaren telling us what we should preach about. And uh, and uh, this is on Chris's website, the Museum of Idolatry, under "Did Jesus Die for Climate Change?" and it says, uh, "Last week, McLaren spoke at a homiletics festival in Tennessee." And McLaren had much to say about the topics pastors should and shouldn't be preaching about. In McLaren's view, pastors, uh, excuse me, McLaren's view, view, sermons about doctrine, sin, and salvation through Jesus alone create uh, fractions and and should be replaced with messages about global issues. Here how's, how one paper covered the story. Brian McLaren, an author and Christian activist who spoke Thursday, said, uh, many television and radio evangelists had delivered to their listeners the kind of fear-mongering and finger-pointing messages that promote uh, factionism, fact- factualism. Uh, in his lecture, the First Baptist Church, McLaren proposed that preaching should remedy rather than incite controversial issues. These include poverty and climate change, and he encouraged his audience not to shy away from such global issues. This is, this is the kicker, Chris. We can't really afford to waste too many Sundays with so much at stake, he said. All right, so, Chris, what's your initial response to that? Well, I think people, as they're pouring into hell, are going to point their finger at the Christian churches that have decided to preach about climate change and go, didn't you understand that I was going to hell with so much at stake? Why didn't you preach the gospel so that I would have heard about the forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name. Because ultimately, when people die, they're not going to care whether or not they left the planet greener than when they first arrived if they end up in hell. Yeah, yeah. the, the fires of hell put a different twist on the idea of global warming. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right, Pastor Wolfmiller, what do you have Man, for... it's hot down here, people will say. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a sermon series here. I'm working on uh, one of two. The first is this Theologians for your nougans. Uh, Theologians do- for your noggins. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dr. Seuss. But I think I'm going to go with this Tropic Thunder one. Here, here's the, uh, by the way, this Museum of Idolatry, the website is alittleleaven.com, alittleleaven.com. Uh, and it's on here under uh, Christless Christi- Christianity, Tropic Thunder. Who knew that the movie Tropic Thunder was not only loaded with comedy, but chock full of spiritual lessons? Here's a Washington Post article entitled Must See Sermons. Quote, fist fights, crashing helicopters, and gun-wielding gorillas flashed across the screen. The auditorium, (laughs) auditorium is the right word, isn't it? Filled with the sounds of the jungle, the senior pastor Rob Seegers, is that how to say that word? Clomped onto the stage in camouflage and combat boots, toting a rifle, canteen, and machete. This is a new version of vestments, apparently. (laughs) 
<laughs> Good morning, Mountaintop. He growled to the congregation before launching into a Sunday sermon based on the R-rated, curse-filled Hollywood hit Tropic Thunder. So there you go. And the picture here is great. This this pastor apparently in camouflage with uh, with face paint on and a, uh-huh. a Bible, a floppy Bible in his hand, preaching about who knows what. So Yeah, the floppy Bible is required, isn't it? Right. Well, here's what I think of that particular story. I mean, I remember when I was in high school. I mean, you know, the, the question was whether or not to force the students to wear uh, a uniform because there were just some students, some, a lot of females that were coming to school wearing far less than they should. And so the, the solution that they were kicking around was whether or not to force the students into wearing a uniform. See, I, when I read stories like this, I think it should be mandatory that all pastors, one, be, uh, have the creativity license taken away from them uh, and be, be forced to stick to preaching on a lectionary, and two, be forced to wear vestments so we don't have to endure such silliness. I think it's right. I mean, I'm. What's he going to wear if he does a, uh, a sermon series on this uh, wrestling movie? You know, that would be particularly unpleasant. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Chris. Do you have a winner for this one? I I, I I'm going to go with Tropic Thunder. Hey, oh come on! Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have you don't have to answer that because I'm capricious. <laughs> You're like the arbitrary Calvinist God. Right, exactly. <laughs> I did. I, I, it was not elected for me to, to vote for you. He already knows the winner even before he knows right. the Right, it's all predestined. <laughs> all right, that should thoroughly offend all of our reformed listeners. Um, we <laughs> we have a break coming up in about a minute and a half. So, Chris, in this minute and a half, uh, just tell us a, a little bit about. Uh, and this is this is your chance to shine here. Uh, what what should a good Orthodox Christian te- uh, teaching and preaching sound like? You need to hear Christ and Him crucified for your sins. The scriptures are about Christ and, and what He's done for you. So you need to hear the law to convict you of your sins. That's your real problem. And you should hear the gospel offering you comfort and the forgiveness of sins won by Christ on the cross. If you're not hearing that, you ain't hearing Christian preaching. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, uh, we're going to go to this break in just a minute. Before we go, I want to tell you about our listener response line, 866-851-5523 is the number. Or you can send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. It can be a question or it can be a comment or anything else. Uh, questions at tabletalkradio.org. And also, uh, you know, Pastor, we don't have a lot of expenses here at Table Talk Radio, but we do have a few. And if you would consider uh, joining our our what radical reformation glee club is that what we call it there's, something like that there's yeah. d- different tiers of of uh, this table talk radio reformation glee club but just go down to our website tabletalkradio.org and there's these different tiers you can become a theological bull rider i think for ten dollars a month uh or there's or my my preferred category is the radio clown you could be the radio <laughs> clown i think that's the lowest that's tier two dollars a month <laughs> Yeah, that, you that won't is, even notice it missing. That is the most popular uh, of the of the uh, <laughs> tiers on the the Reformation Glee Club. Oh man! <laughs> All right. Well, more. We'll finish up with twelve more minutes with Chris Roseboro. Wrap this break in the Idolatry Award Show on Table Talk Radio. Don't go away.
really are listening to Table Talk Radio. Welcome to the final segment of Table Talk Radio. We are in the middle of our Idolatry Award Show. Become an annual event, the second annual uh, Idolatry Award Show. Our special guest is Chris Roseborough, captain of Pirate Christian Radio, host of Fighting for the Faith, and the curator of the Museum of Idolatry. And uh, we're to the category in the museum, or excuse me, of the uh, Idolatry Award Show, um, which is the worst in- misinterpretation of Bible passages. And, uh, Chris, the one I have for you uh, is from the New Covenant group, and this is a little ad talking about how there really is no hell. Hi, I'm God. I'm the one that's loved you all along, and my love is unconditional. What? You don't love me back? Well, then, fine! Then burn in hell forever! Get out of my sight right now! Get! I can't stand the sight of you. You know what? I'm a god of mercy. I'm full of mercy. I got mercy all over the place. So, I'm going to give you one more chance. It's me, God. I love you. Love, love, love. Won't you accept me into your life? Are you sure? One last chance, buddy. Come on. No? Well, then you know what? You are in trouble, mister. You're going to burn. You're gonna, it's going to be hot, and you're going to be a lot of pain. And that's, that's all I have to say to you. Does that sound right? Does that sound like the God that we've learned about over the years? Does that sound like Jesus Christ, God in the form of man, who came to show us what God was really like and showed us nothing but love? Who took his enemy, who had just had his ear cut off, and healed the man, put the ear right back on his head. Does that sound like Jesus Christ, who said, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you? That doesn't sound like the same God, does it? The God I just showed you was erratic and had no control over his emotions. He loves you one minute, and the moment you hurt his feelings, he's going to send you to burn forever. It's not the same God, is it? Maybe it's time we realize that Jesus Christ is the one true God. And the love he showed, that's the one true God. All right, Chris, uh, does the Jesus that he's talking about, does he ever talk about hell? Yeah, Jesus talks a lot about hell. And and what's funny is that the language that Jesus used to describe hell in many ways uh, is exactly the same language that Isaiah uh, was given to, uh, through the Holy Spirit to proclaim. And uh, this guy just basically built a straw man argument, and it didn't reference any passages of Scripture, just built a straw man about, about how God is using what we call gospel reductionism without looking at the full uh, content of the Scriptures regarding the doctrine of hell, eternal punishment, and really what's, at the, co- what's the cause of that and how we all rightfully have earned that from God and how God is also not just loving, but he's also just. All right, uh, Pastor, do you want to set up your soundbite? I, uh, I, by the way, like the background music to that. <laughs> that was Some terrible. sort of Shamu. 
<laughs> I think we should have that going our whole show. <laughs> I I think this. What a I thought it sounded thing. like does a pterodactyl this... going by. <laughs> this, he says, "Does this sound like Jesus?" Well, I mean, yes. Like Chris said, Jesus is. I mean, you learn from hell from the mouth of our Lord Jesus. He's the one that warns us about it, and it's precisely the warning about hell that is showing forth God's love. Because right. uh, he doesn't want anyone to end up there. Ugh, what a mess. Uh, but speaking again of hell, I do. I have a global warming quote. I, I went outside the Museum of Idolatry for this one, uh, oh, and good. it's an audio of uh, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, uh, oh. and she's making up some Bible passage from Isaiah, uh, which isn't in the actual text, but, uh, but you'll hear her make up this verse, which Isaiah would have railed against. I mean, the verse is exactly the opposite of what the Bible says, but she gives uh, Isaiah credit for it. So that's okay. what we have coming to you. So. Testament In the Old Testament, Isaiah says to minister to the needs of God's creation is an act of worship. To ignore those needs is to dishonor the God who made us. I feel that very deeply, that we have a, uh, there's a spark of divinity in every person, that the <laughs> dignity and worth of every person is important and that we have a responsibility to make sure uh, that our country is a country that enables people to have opportunity, to have respect, to have health care and education and housing and, and the rest. And my faith drives me very strongly in that direction. It makes it urgent. All right, Chris, what do you think? Wow. <laughs> so Isaiah is a pantheist. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know how clear Isaiah could be. There's no other gods. If you worship any of this other stuff, you're committing idolatry. It's just... Yeah. And, and, and now Isaiah is supposedly telling us to care for creation as an act of worship. Whew. Yeah, that, I mean, that... She, and she made all of that up. Wow. Nice. I, you just start making up Isaiah quotes. Um, <laughs> apparently, by the way, Pelosi uses that quotation. She quotes that scripture passage a lot. I mean, you could, she quoted it on her Earth Day post on her website. She quoted yep. it. Um, this was back in nineteen uh, or two thousand and five, and she she uses this all over the place. But it's it's of course nowhere in the Bible. Now, here's the funny thing, Brian. I actually have that in the museum in the museum, but it's deeper in the archives. Ah. So. You know, you know. Although you did go outside of the museum to find that, I, I want you to know that it, that is covered in the museum. You didn't miss it. Nice. Right. <laughs> so um, that being the case, okay, and uh, you know, I've got to decide between Pelosi and this other group. Okay, now here's my reasoning. I'm going to go with Evan, and the reason why <laughs> is because the group that he, the, the audio he plays is from a group that's actually trying to put them put themselves out there as a church. Nancy Pelosi, although you know, po- you know, American politics is fun and everything, it's still technically outside of the church. And let's hope it remains that way. By the way, this this verse that this theology that she put forth that everyone has a spark of divinity within them, though this is the key to mysticism, which is overtaking the church. And yep. how fantastic to see that politics is trying to use this Gnosticism to further itself. I mean, yeah. it's fantastic and terrible at the same time, but I can yeah, see... Yeah, you know what's funny, though, the, that pantheistic uh, spark and stuff like that, that's exactly what's coming out of uh, Emergent Talk, as well as uh, a popular teacher like Rob Bell, and a guy who recently took a call to uh, to be a teaching pastor at Rob Bell's church by the name of Shane Hips. This guy talks about this kind of stuff all the time. And yeah, it's overrunning the church in the form of contemplative mysticism. All right, well, a quick look at the score then. Uh, Evan is sitting with 900, with Pastor oh. with a mere 400. 
I forgot your 500. <laughs> Did you lose last year too, Brian? Yeah, I always okay. lose. Part of the gig. <laughs> uh, my my ego can handle it. That's okay. what. That's but what hey, I said. if we can if we can get a contestant for I knew it. I knew it. So this is how you recover your ego. <laughs> Well, did you, did you hear how Evan, he demanded a reason when I voted against him that one time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Hey, I just, there, I just want you to have, have support your, your argument. I mean, that's all I'm asking for. I, I think you asked for the same thing on your radio program. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, we have just a, a couple minutes left, so we, all we have left is Jesus junk. And the, the Jesus junk that I have is this T-shirt that has a picture of a baby, and it says, The Baby <laughs> Jesus. Just want some I was loving. Use that one too. I, oh, man, why have great. you forsaken him? Oh, man. <laughs> this reminds me of the Ricky Bobby scene where he wants to pray to the baby Jesus. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I actually, I, rev- I, 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 I reviewed but didn't play it on my radio program. A guy who actually preached a Christmas sermon and played that clip. It for his, oh. part of his Christmas sermon. Oh no! You can you can pray to the adolescent Jesus, the bearded Jesus, whoever you want to. I like the baby Jesus. <laughs> right. Oh man. <laughs> okay, so just the baby terrible. Jesus just wants some loving. Why have you forsaken him? All right, and we better get Pastor Wolf Miller's entry for the the Jesus junk. We have about a, a minute and a half here. Mine is the Kung Fu Kung Fu Jesus. This posable Jesus action figure can put the moves on. It says Jesus of Nazareth on his foot, and it looks like he's holding a staff of Aaron to bonk you on the head with. Right, he's yeah. got a nice smile on his face, though, while he Kung Fu's you. Right. Now, now I, if I understand right. It's triple points for this last one, right? That's right. Oh, all right, let's hear it, Chris. What do you got? I, oh, you got to go with the Kung Fu Jesus. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have a special place in my heart for action figures. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I don't need. I don't need six hundred points. I, I just want a Septuagint of points there. Just give me seventy. <laughs> Boy, what do you think his buzzword was, Chris? Septuagint. Uh, Septuagint. Septuagint. <laughs> yeah. So that would be tougher to say, huh? <laughs> well, who knows what the score is at this point? But. Uh, uh, <laughs> Well, th- th- thank you, Chris, for joining us for the second annual uh, uh, Idolatry Award show on Table Talk Radio. And uh, we really appreciate all the work that you're doing over there at Power Christian Radio and Fighting for the Faith. Uh, I think you're, you're getting quite the crowd, the uh, Internet following there, uh, over there for uh, Fighting for the Faith. Yeah, I'm almost relevant. <laughs> you're getting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again for joining us. All right. Thank you for having me on. Yep. And then, uh, Brian, uh, I think we have about 20 seconds here. Do you have any last thoughts? Well, uh, we don't know who won this game, but we know who loses when you're out there in the kind of wilderness of American Christianity where Jesus is a something to be bought and sold. You know that things are wrong because Jesus is the one who has spilt his blood to purchase us as his people. That's right. Well, thank you all for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like a kung fu Jesus doll in your pocket on Judgment Day. <laughs> it, it does you absolutely no good. What? <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to question at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message. 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time 
to Table Talk Radio.